your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 383 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today... Had a couple of different things that I wanted to get to. First of all, the Rangers have announced some changes to their hockey operations department. We will break down all the uh, new guys coming in and also a couple of individuals receiving promotions. And I also wanted to take a look at another draft prospect who may or may not be there when the Rangers pick at number 15. And of course, all that is contingent on the Rangers actually holding on to that number 15 pick. But for the purposes of today's episode, we'll just assume that the Rangers don't trade that pick outright. They don't trade up. They don't trade down. They stand firm at number 15 and they pick somebody at number 15. So there's a a kid that I want to kind of point the spotlight at. One of the more polarizing prospects in this year's draft, uh, but I definitely wanted to kind of go through the pros and cons of perhaps drafting this individual. So we will get to that. We will also talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, Montreal going to the Stanley Cup finals after beating Vegas last night in game six. Great game, great series. And of course, game seven tonight between the Islanders and the Lightning. But as we talked about, we wanted to start today's episode by focusing in on the Rangers, a couple of personnel moves for behind the scenes as far as the hockey operations department is concerned. For starters, Benoit Allaire, who I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. He's been the Ranger goalie coach for a very long time. He received a promotion, as did Jeff Malcolm. And then also Jean-Ian Filatro and Matt Hunwick have joined the player development department. And just to kind of run through the gauntlet real quick here. So first of all, Benoit Allaire, again, a name that's very familiar to Ranger fans. He will be entering his 18th season with the New York Rangers. He was named assistant coach and goaltending coach in July of 2004. He has been with the Ranger organization ever since, and he has now received a promotion to director of New York Rangers goaltending. He will now oversee the development of goalies through all levels of the New York Rangers, including the AHL and the ECHL, and he will also remain in his role as goalie coach of the New York Rangers. It's crazy with Alaire because, like we mentioned, he was initially hired in 2004, and I believe now that the Rangers have hired Gerard Gallant to become the 36th head coach in the history of the New York Rangers, I believe this is now the fifth different head coach that Benoit Allaire has served under. I think he just missed Glenn Sather because Glenn Sather uh, was done being the head coach of the Rangers after the 2003-2004 season. And then, of course, Allaire was hired that summer. So I think he missed Sather. I think they just missed each other. But he was then the goalie coach for Tom Rennie, John Tortorella, Elaine Vigneault, David Quinn, and now, of course, Gerard Gallant forthcoming in this next season here. So it's crazy. Benoit Allaire, the eternal goalie coach of the New York Rangers. And nice to see him get a promotion. I think it's probably well-deserved given, uh, you know, how much he's done for this Ranger organization. I know, obviously, a lot of people, you think Benoit Allaire, you think about the relationship that he had with Henrik Lundqvist and, of course, turning Henrik Lundqvist from a seventh-round draft pick into an all-time great. Lundqvist has always been very complimentary of Allaire and his development. But if you look at the other Ranger goalies that have kind of come and gone over the years here, you know, guys like Cam Talbot, Anthony 
Santi Ranta, and even some current guys like Igor Shosturkin, Alex Georgiev, and maybe even Keith Kincaid. I mean, Kincaid had a nice bounce back season this year as well. It's pretty obvious that Alaire tends to get the most out of, you know, whichever goalies are on the Ranger roster. And again, very well deserved to see him getting a promotion here. And then you've got Jeff Malcolm. He joins the Wolfpack coaching staff after serving as the Rangers goaltending consultant for the past three seasons. And over those past three seasons, Malcolm assisted in the on-ice and off-ice development of goalies throughout the Ranger organization. He also worked with the Rangers front office in evaluating goalies at the amateur and professional levels. And then you've got Jean-Ian Filtro. He is new to the Ranger organization. He will work with Benoit Allaire and assist in the development of Ranger goalie prospects throughout the organization. He most recently worked with the Colorado Avalanche as the goaltending development coach, and he's also worked with the Anaheim Ducks and the Toronto Maple Leafs throughout his coaching career. And then finally, Matt Hunwick. He will work with Ranger Director of Player Development Jed Ortmeier, as well as Assistant Directors of Player Development Tanner Glass and Tumo Rutu in the development of Ranger prospects. Hunwick will primarily work with defensemen in the Ranger organization, and he comes to the Rangers after serving as a volunteer assistant coach at his alma mater, the University of Michigan, for two seasons. And if Hunwick's name is familiar, it's because he's a former NHL defenseman. He played in the NHL for parts of 12 seasons, 535 total regular season games, including one season with the New York Rangers back in 2014-2015. Uh, that was a season that the Rangers won the President's Trophy and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals before losing in seven games to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just a total gut punch loss. But that season, it was, again, Hunwick's lone season with the Rangers. He played in 55 regular season games, had two goals, dished out nine assists, and then also appeared in an additional six Stanley Cup playoff games. Uh, Hunwick played in the NHL as recently as 2018-2019 with the Buffalo Sabres. And now, once again, he comes to the New York Rangers and will work with Ranger Director of Player Development, Jed Ortmeier, as we said. So nice to see Chris Drury and the Rangers starting to kind of fill out some important positions across the organization. And I think if you're like me, a lot of us are probably looking forward to seeing who the Rangers pick as assistant coaches. That's something that we'll keep our eyes on going forward. Maybe we'll even dive into a couple of different candidates. We've already done a little bit of that with both Mike Kelly. Kelly's been with Gerard Gallant for a number of his stops, both in the QMJHL and in the NHL. And also Dan Girardi, obviously a very uh, popular Ranger player when he was here and somebody who could be available this offseason. And who knows, maybe he finds his way back to the Rangers as an assistant coach. That'd be pretty cool to see. But like I said, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eye on it. If there's any rumors, we'll talk about those and maybe we'll even come up with a couple candidates of our own here on Locked On New York Rangers and you know discuss some people who I think could be a good fit to be assistant coaches on the New York Rangers. We'll look to do that in another episode. But as for today, we're going to be zeroing in on another player that I believe the Rangers could be and even should be looking at with the number 15 overall pick in this year's draft. And we're going to talk about that player in just a second here. All right, so like we were just talking about, I wanted to kind of hone in on a candidate that the Rangers could possibly end up selecting provided that they hold on to the number 15 overall pick in the upcoming draft. And the draft's getting closer than you might realize. It's actually just a little bit less than a month away. It's going to be a two-day event. Friday, July 23rd, and Saturday, July 24th. But the Rangers hold the number 15 pick in the first round, and obviously it's going to be a little bit more complicated this year than it was either of the last two years. Uh, two years ago, we pretty much knew the Rangers were going to take either Capo Caco or Jack Hughes, whichever player the Devils did not take. And then, of course, this past year, I mean, there was a little bit of love for Quentin Byfield and Tim Stutzla, but I think smart money all along was always going to be Alexi Lafreniere, and of course, that's what the Rangers ended up doing. And then for this year's draft, number 15, there's a lot of moving pieces. It's hard to know exactly you know, who's going to be taken in front of the Rangers or which teams might trade up or trade down. Would the Rangers themselves trade up or would they trade down or would they trade this number 15 overall pick uh, for an already established NHL player? Hard to say for sure, uh, but 
we did an episode a little while back. The episode, it was episode number 374. It was titled, Who Should the Rangers Pick at Number 15 in the NHL Draft? And in that episode, I kind of put forth my top choice uh, that I believe the Rangers could and should choose, provided, of course, that he's still available at that time, and that was Fedor Svechkov. I'm not going to go into too much detail about Svechkov in today's episode. If you guys want my thoughts on him as a player, once again, go back to episode number 374, entitled, Who Should the Rangers Pick at Number 15 in the NHL Draft? But in a nutshell, he's basically a defense-first forward who can also chip in offensively a little bit. Kind of ideal for a third line, I would imagine, and somebody who seems to project as a pretty good penalty killer in the NHL. A relatively safe pick, shall we say. And today... I wanted to look at another option who, again, may or may not be there when the Rangers are picking number 15 overall, but this is somebody who I think, unlike Fedor Svechkov, is a little bit more of a boomer bust prospect, and that is going to be Atu Ratu. This is somebody who, less than a year ago, was rumored to potentially be in the running to be the first overall pick in the draft. That was the case at least within the last year or so. Uh, Ratu was considered the cream of the crop in this year's draft class, at least a top three pick, if not the number one pick overall. Uh, His stock has fallen, and my instincts are telling me that I don't know that he's going to be there. If I had to bet on it one way or the other, I would slightly favor Ratu not being there at number 15 overall because I just get the feeling that somebody, even though his stock has fallen a little bit, and we'll get into the reasons why his stock has fallen, but even with that being the case, I just get the feeling that somebody's going to roll the dice. Somebody between, say, like 8 and 14 overall is going to roll the dice, and they're going to take a chance on a kid who has a wealth of talent, even though he's been scuffling a little bit in Liga. And we might as well just go ahead and dive right into that. Uh, Ratu was basically just a scoring machine in juniors, specifically any of the under-20 teams that he's played on. Uh, In 2018-2019, he played just six games for Carpat's under-18 team. So obviously, it's a very small sample size, but this will give you an idea of just how fast this kid can rack up goals. He played in six games on this team, and he had 10 goals and eight assists. So three points per game, not too shabby. Uh, Then he also played 12 games with Carpat in the Liga League, and he only had two goals and two assists. Now, his ice time was limited during his run with Liga that season, but he was sent back down to the under-20 team, and he then had two goals and 19 assists in 30 games. So As far as scoring goals, it definitely has kind of taken a hit in the last couple of seasons. Part of that is playing up with Liga, you know, and being off of those under-20 teams. And then in his most recent season with Liga, he skated in 35 games. He scored just three goals and dished out just three assists. So I think you're beginning to see a little bit of a picture here as far as why his stock has been falling in the draft. And he's a very polarizing player. I've seen him ranked as high as number three. I've seen him ranked as low as number 20, possibly even lower than that. I'm just going by uh, some of the more prominent draft websites that are out there. And in addition to playing the 35 games with Liga this year, he has also skated in eight games with Carpats under 20 team. And in those eight games there, he does have three goals and four assists. So he's fared a little bit better on the under 20 teams than he has in Liga. But after producing points at a ridiculous rate all throughout his junior career, uh, Ratu has started to struggle a bit with that part of his game, which is finishing and uh, racking up the points the way he was in juniors. And in fact, he didn't even make the Finnish World Junior Team this past tournament, despite making it the season before. So there are a couple of red flags. It doesn't seem like he's moving in the right direction. But again, this is somebody who less than a year ago was considered to be one of the absolute best prospects in this draft. And to me, I'm hopeful that, you know, if the Rangers take him and he's still there and they take a chance on him, I'm hopeful that it's just a case where, listen, this happens with young players every now and then. He's just 18 years old. They're going to go through their ups and downs, their peaks and valleys. 
Young players are always going to struggle with consistency a little bit, and I'm just hoping that if he is indeed there at number 15 overall and the Rangers roll the dice and they take him, that that's all this is. It's just a young player struggling with consistency. Now, I don't want to make it sound like he's a complete boomer bust prospect. I think he's a little bit more boomer bust than certainly Fedor Svechkov, who we talked about in a prior episode, but I don't want to make it sound like he's just this one-dimensional player and that if he's not producing points that he's completely worthless out there because that's not the case either. Everything that I'm seeing and reading about this player, and again, I am not a professional scout. I'm going by the scouts, people who do this for a living, kind of just gathering as much information as I can about this player and kind of just seeing what's being said about him. But by most accounts, it sounds like he is a pretty defensively responsible player, does bring at least a little bit of physicality. And another thing that he has in his favor that I've seen a couple of different times is that it seems like he's able to maintain possession of the puck. He's not easy to knock off the puck when he's got it on his stick and uh, he can hang on to the puck for long periods of time and create scoring opportunities out of that. As far as just some general strengths that I'm picking up on, you know, reading all this information about Atu Ratu is that, you know, his puck skill and his speed is just off the charts. He is just a wizard when he's got the puck on his stick. And I saw some clips that definitely highlight that aspect of his game. And those highlights do tend to get you a little bit excited because, I mean, he is absolutely a wizard when he's got the puck. And from what I'm reading, it sounds like he has a combination of puck skill and speed that is nearly unrivaled by anybody in this year's draft class. And so that obviously means that he has a very high ceiling. He's able and willing to find some open ice and call for the puck. And apparently a very accurate shooter with a very deceptive release. And I saw a little bit of this. Again, I'm not a scout. These are just things that I've seen in different highlight clips of Atu Ratu. But it's funny because he'll get the puck in kind of a high danger scoring area and he'll kind of hesitate a little bit, but that's kind of by design. I think the goalie tends to overcommit a little bit to him and he'll stick handle maybe a little bit extra than a lot of guys would in that situation. And that's when he'll snap a shot and often score. And again, a very accurate shot, at least from what I can tell watching these video clips and from what I'm hearing from scouts. As far as weaknesses go, uh, he does tend to play a little bit conservative. His confidence seems to come and go a little bit. And again, as we talked about just a minute ago, the points just haven't been there. For one reason or another, he just has not been able to finish a bunch of his scoring opportunities in Liga over this last season or two. So there's a lack of consistency. Again, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that's just a byproduct of being a young player and that if the Rangers do pick him, they can work with him on that and eventually he can put it all together and be the player that he's shown flashes of being uh, throughout his junior career. But we'll talk more about Atu Ratu in just a second and kind of go over where he's ranked among different publications that cover the NHL draft. You know, some mock drafts are out there. Again, a very polarizing player, somebody that may or may not be there at number 15, but we'll get into uh, his rankings and also whether or not I would take him over Fedor Svechkov if both players are available when the Rangers are picking at number 15. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
All right, so like I said, you know, Atu Ratu, definitely a polarizing player in this draft, somebody that was going to go top three, and now he's falling into the teens and maybe even the 20s. And I have a list here. I'm on EliteProspects.com, and they keep track of where all these players are ranked among different hockey publications. And like I was talking about a minute ago, Ratu is ranked as high as number three and ranked as low as number 20. Uh, Neutral Zone has him at number three. The Puck Authority has him at number seven. Uh, You've got some more prominent publications like Dauber Prospects. They have him at number 11. Uh, Elite Prospects has him at number 20. He's also ranked number 20 by TSN. So definitely somebody who could potentially be there when the Rangers pick. But like I said, I I just don't see it. I get the feeling that between 8 and 14, somebody is going to take a risk on him. Or there could be somebody, you know, back at the back end of the draft picking number 23, number 24, number 25, whatever it might be. And they might see this really talented kid just continue to slide and slide and slide down the board. And then it gets to the point where it's like, man, let's trade up and let's get this kid. So if the Rangers stand pat at number 15, I don't think they get Ratu. But if he's there, I think it's something that they definitely need to consider. I would still favor Fedor Svechkov, the guy that I talked about the last time that we spotlighted uh, one of these potential picks at number 15 for the Rangers, because I just think his overall game might translate very well to the NHL. I think he adds something to the Rangers that they're currently lacking, that being a defense-first forward that can also chip in offensively. And the thing with Svechkov is he can play any of the three forward positions, which is also nice. Uh, He plays a lot of center, which, I mean, on paper, it seems like that's what the Rangers need right now. But that stuff can always change. You know, the dynamic of an organization, the players that they have in place, that can always change a little bit between the time that you draft a player and the time that they're ready to make their NHL debut. But with Svechkov, it's really nice because you know you can play him at any of the three positions. So wherever the Rangers are weak, maybe that's where you plug him in with Ratu, I'm not sure that he can't play the wing, but I've only ever seen him listed as a center. And, uh, you know, reading all these scouting reports, I've only ever seen him mentioned as a center. So, uh, again, that's the position where the Rangers appear thinnest right now, but he doesn't quite have the position versatility that Fedor Svechkov does. And, again, a little bit of a boomer bust prospect with Atu Ratu. But, again, for somebody that less than a year ago was projected to potentially go number one overall. If he's there at number 15 and I'm the Rangers, I think I got to pounce. I mean, again, I, I slightly prefer Fedor Svechkov, but I would totally understand the Rangers wanting to roll the dice on a kid uh, as talented as Atu Ratu, if he indeed is there at number 15. And I mean, that's pretty much it as far as Ratu is concerned. I wanted to kind of do it this way rather than just look at a bunch of different players that the Rangers could take at number 15 overall and just fly through like 10 or 12 different players in one episode. I thought this was the best way to do it. Spread it out as much as possible. Let us kind of hone in on every candidate one by one and, you know, not just say two or three sentences about every single player and just fly through it like that. I think this is better. Kind of doing some deep dives and trying to get a full understanding of who these guys are as players. Hopefully you guys got that uh, for Atu Ratu today. Hopefully you also got it for Fedor Svechkov when we uh, talked about him about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll continue to do this. We'll continue to look at guys that will be there at number 15 overall for the Rangers or guys who at least potentially could be there. Uh, As a little bit of a spoiler, I mentioned this before too. We at Locked On are doing a giant mock draft where basically there was a chain of emails being sent around and everybody picked the player that they wanted. And when it got to me, I picked Fedor Svechkov because he had not yet been taken. I will say Atu Ratu was taken number 11 overall by the Locked On Blackhawks 
podcast, so he was not an option for me in that mock draft. Maybe he's uh, an option for the Rangers in the real-life draft, but uh, only time's going to tell there. And like I said, if Atu Ratu is there, I think he definitely deserves some serious consideration from the Rangers, just given the amount of upside that he has, the kind of ability that he has shown, and the simple fact that this guy, not that long ago, was projected as perhaps the number one overall pick. So I do like Ratu, uh, but we will see what happens. I Again, gut feeling, I don't think he's there when the Rangers are picking at number 15, but you never know. Uh, we've seen certainly more surprising things than that happen on draft day over the years. Uh, as far as the rest of today, the only other thing that I really wanted to do was to just talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. And obviously we saw the Montreal Canadiens last night. The game goes to overtime, game six, and they score and they beat the Vegas Golden Knights. They eliminate the Golden Knights in six games. A big upset, a big surprise to a lot of us in the hockey world. Although the more Montreal continues to play well in the Stanley Cup playoffs and the more they continue to get contributions up and down the lineup from old guys, from young guys, from guys in between. Maybe it's not that surprising. Maybe this is a team that is better than they showed in the regular season and a team that, you know, had we had an 82-game regular season, maybe they would have ended up uh, staking their claim to being one of the better teams in the NHL. Maybe they would have gone on a late-season run. We'll never know for sure. But either way, uh, they're obviously playing some fantastic hockey in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals against all odds. It really is pretty crazy. And then, of course, we've got the Islanders against the Lightning in Game 7 tonight. I finally got something right in the Stanley Cup playoffs because I said that that series would go seven games. It is indeed going seven games. And I think the Lightning win a tight one tonight, maybe 3-2, to two, and I think they win it in overtime. So we'll see how that goes. I know we'll all be keeping our fingers crossed. It'd be great if the Lightning can just eliminate the Islanders, and then we could have a Stanley Cup Final where, you know, I don't know how many Ranger fans are all that crazy about the Canadians or the Lightning, but it would be nice to not have to just root against the Islanders and dread the possibility of the Islanders potentially winning the Stanley Cup. I think if it's Lightning Canadians, while maybe we're not the biggest fans of those teams, I think if one of those teams wins the Stanley Cup, it's not necessarily the end of the world. I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody. Again, I know that you know some old school Ranger fans might still be harboring some bad feelings against the Canadians from the 79 finals, but that was a long time ago. It was certainly before my time. And overall, I mean, I can't say that I really want to see the Lightning win the Stanley Cup again, but I'd take that over the Islanders winning it. So yeah, let's see what happens. It, it Either way, it should be a lot of fun tonight. Again, I, I know we're not probably huge fans of either one of these teams, but it is a game seven of the semifinals. So it, it should be an enjoyable watch, uh, at least for the most part. And the only other bit of news that I wanted to talk about real quick here was that Mark Messier was hired by ESPN as a hockey analyst. I think the most shocking thing about this is the simple fact that ESPN is actually going to allow somebody to talk about hockey on their network. But be that as it may, I think Mark Messier is a good choice, a great choice, really. I mean, he really knows his stuff and somebody who obviously has a very recognizable name. And if anything is going to bring me back to ESPN, because I haven't watched ESPN regularly in years, but if they're going to start talking about hockey at least a little bit, and they're going to allow Mark Messier more than 30 seconds to talk about what's going on around the league, then sign me up. I, I would definitely be interested in you know seeing what he has to say about it, because obviously the guy's a Ranger legend, and I think he obviously knows his hockey, and it'll be very interesting to see uh, what kind of coverage he brings to ESPN. But yeah, that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. The only other thing I want to mention real quick here, and this has absolutely nothing to do with hockey, but I am going to be going to my first concert since the pandemic happened, so definitely excited about that. The concert is happening at the Orange County Fair Speedway in Middletown, New York, and the concert, I mean, it feels like they just picked four band names out of a hat, but you've got Everclear, Hoobastank, Living Color, and Weedus. That concert is one week from today on Friday, July 2nd. 
If anybody happens to be going to that concert and just wants to say hi, then shoot me a DM on Twitter. We can definitely make that happen. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing live music again. It's going to be a lot of fun. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Los Angeles Clippers are back in the game. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.